Hello and welcome to the Andre and the Crew Podcast. Today, I am your host, Jacqueline. We're doing an all-women podcast. Uh, The crew for the day is... The lovely Dorian and Brittany. Uh, We're just going to be talking about all sorts of things we come across as females. Where do we want to get started, ladies? Um, Go ahead and talk about the infertility. We're already... The infertility slash fertility uh, journey. I don't want to call it problems because everyone has problems. That is life. But we have three different perspectives here. A very long journey of infertility um, journeys. I mean, if you really look up the definition of infertility, it is no trying not to get pregnant for a year and still not getting pregnant. And I feel like that's kind of the stupidest definition of infertility there is. Because some people even consider six months as being infertile if they've tried. But I've looked at the definition and the definition itself says a year. That's not right. And it's a dumb definition because just because at that moment you are either stressing, hormonally imbalanced, there's too much going on in your life, you're not chilled out. Some of your eggs might not be actual, able to be fertilized. Like some are dead eggs that could be still passing through before your actual fertile eggs pass through. But you can still get pregnant. Yeah. Shoot, take me for example. I was not trying to prevent a pregnancy for four years before I finally got pregnant with my first child. It took a lot. And of course, you know, you've always got everybody talking about, oh, well, y'all are married. Uh, When are you going to have a baby? When's the next grandchild coming? When's my grandbaby going to come? When's my great-grandbaby going to come? When when are we going to have a new addition to the family? And I'm just like, um, well, I appreciate the uh, question, but we're not trying not to. So whenever it happens, it happens. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to go out and try expensive experiments just to get pregnant. You know, obviously it wasn't my time. Obviously, I wasn't financially ready. Ready. I was stressing too much. I had a buffet plate full of things that needed to be taken care of, or at least that I thought I needed to take care of personally, which made it very difficult to stay relaxed and chilled. And also you know? during your process, you've had miscarriages, and yeah. that also put stress and emotional damage on you while you're trying to get pregnant and then people are like are you pregnant yet and you're like hi well yesterday i miscarried so dope thank you for asking though and it just hurts and you feel like you've got to hide your pain because they don't get it and see for me i haven't even had a miscarriage i've had a pregnancy scare with someone that I didn't want to be with but now that I'm finally with someone that I want to have a future and a family with it's like you guys have been together for so long you know what's going on are you gonna like you said give me some grandbabies but 
Uh, are I you going to play house? Are you going to get married and have kids? Are we having any kids, period, without the marriage? What's going on? Yeah. And I feel as though that shouldn't be um, a normal thing that I feel like. I don't feel like people should be comfortable asking you that multiple times after so long. That shouldn't, that shouldn't be a question. Obviously, if you ask me and I am very touchy about the situation or I, you know, don't even talk about it or I, 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 you know, give you a very short and sweet answer and I just want to move on to the next topic, then I I need you to read the room because I'm not about to sit here and explain to you what's going on just so I can break down and cry. I shouldn't have to personally look at you and just for you to get uncomfortable with the situation you should already be uncomfortable with asking me about that if you've asked me trust and believe if you in my circle you're gonna know as soon as I find out and I'm comfortable with letting everybody know you will know you will be one of the people to know if you're supposed to know. It'll be posted on social media because we're on the social media. In that era. Yes. In that era where social media tells you everything about just about everybody. And also, if you are within our circle as a couple or just as, you know, in, in the woman's <clears throat> circle... Or even the man's circle, because there's been several times that I've been to little family gatherings of my husband's. Yeah. And they'll, uh, the aunt or uncle will come up, so when are you guys going to have kids? You know where a kid, you know, we have lots of kids in this family. This is what we do. When are you having kids? (laughs) But, uh, I'm trying I'm just not succeeding, successful right now. Yeah. Chill out. Let me get myself together. Because trust and believe, when it's time to have that baby, it's time to have that baby. But I I feel like if you are in within our circle, then you, you already know. know. And mm-hmm. if you are having to ask questions, then, you then you're obviously not close enough for me to confide in you about that type of information. I'm not ready for you to know that information. Because it's a personal topic. Like it's And between the three of us, me personally, I have had a pregnancy scare, no miscarriages, and I'm currently trying for a baby. Jacqueline? I've personally, like I said, I tried for four years. I've had several miscarriages. I don't keep track of them. I know I've had several, though. But every time I got a pregnancy, it felt different. I grabbed a test and it was like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. we're just your hormones messing with you. And for you? I personally um, have had a miscarriage and I personally didn't want kids before that miscarriage. And I got happy about it before I miscarried uh, due to uncontrollable factors and other people trying to make me happy about the situation. And it was with someone that I didn't even want to be with, but I look at it as it was telling me that you do want kids just with the right person. And currently? And now that I am with the right person, I am currently almost nine weeks pregnant. And we have been on and off. Well, we haven't really tried to get pregnant, but we haven't prevented it since we've been together. And no matter what the factors are, you know, it. like I said before, it'll come when it comes. Trust and believe when it's your time, it's your time. And it's really hard to it's not hard to say it but it's hard to live by it 
Because mm-hmm. I, I personally, she used have to tell me it. all the time <laughs> for a couple years. She used to tell me, you know, it'll come when it comes. And finally I gave up and I was ready. Like I was ready for a kid. I was financially ready. I had the space. I had everything. I filled out paperwork for adoption or, you know, um, foster care, foster care to be a foster, to be a foster parent. And then as I was getting ready to finish up the last few details, I found out I was pregnant seven weeks. And, you know, she had told me on several occasions. And yet when it comes down to her life, now she's realizing how difficult it is to actually live by and hear from other people. It is. It'll come when it comes. It is. But I I had to, I had to, within myself, come at peace with the process. Because seeing your process gives me hope. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you won't have your days. Everyone does, especially with different sensitive topics and situations. Situations, but yes, everything is in due time. Everything is not going to go the way that you want it, and it's not going to happen the way you want it. And you sure and you just have can't to sit plan back it. and enjoy the ride. <laughs> <laughs> you most definitely have to take the back seat. You got to put it on autopilot because mm-hmm. it, it will tear you apart sure will i know dorian was talking um, a couple weeks ago about how it should be a norm of not asking women whether or not they're gonna have kids or when are you going to have kids are you guys trying i feel as though you you are more than welcome to ask those questions but after a certain period of time let's say six months to a year I would say between the six month and the year mark is whenever you might be able to slide it in you know at all at you but know occasions or yeah maybe don't ask me at all because after six months to a year I will let you know yeah, yeah. I will let you know because I mean if you know both of us want children after after we get married or even before we get married whenever we tell you yeah you know we're trying or you know after we give you that first response saying yes we're working on it yes after a don't while, ask me again exactly after a while i can understand you know hey you know how's it going you know I, I know you guys are trying to have a baby and stuff of that nature but do not pester me after mm-hmm. such a long time of still trying to have a child because it is not only stressful to the woman, but to the man as well. Because my significant other, it has taken a little bit of a toll on him as well because of he because of what he sees me going through. Not to mention some of the situations that he's had to go through yes. in his life. Exactly. And then for a lot of men who now want children... And have children from previous, um, not necessarily even relationships. Because, you know, one night stands and booty calls can turn into a lifetime of children. My my miscarriage was a one night stand with the condom. Exactly. So, there's a lot of, it's it's stressful for him because he knows that I'm going to be there and I'm not going to treat him the way that his, the mother of his child does, his current child. And he is not... He wants to see his daughter, and he is not able to see his daughter. So, and I have grown attached to his daughter. That's a topic I want to talk about. (laughs) So, we're going to switch lanes. 
I'm just noting. I want to make sure to come back to that. If you okay. not through, okay. I want to make sure to come back to that because there are so many. Oh goodness. Okay, so that bothers me. We have ending comments on this topic, so we can switch to the other one because I want to talk about that one too. Stop asking us when we're gonna get married. <laughs> Please, <laughs> that, that's Please stop. Right there. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's all. You know, if you know we want to have kids, if you know that we're working on it. And you keep on asking us, just be ready to get cussed out at this point. And Please. also, like, some people who aren't fully supportive in the beginning, don't be asking, like, what are your options? Are you going to have an abortion or anything like that? Like, don't do not do that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that... Let's just say this. If you're not planning on buying clothes or coming to my baby shower or visiting me in the hospital... <laughs> Do not ask me anything. I'm sorry, but if you come to me for support financially before you get pregnant, I'm going to ask you all them questions. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to say that yeah, right yeah, now. It's a whole different situation. <laughs> it's a whole different situation. If I'm somewhat supporting you, I'm going to ask you what you going to do. Of course. Because exactly. uh, I can't afford this baby. I ain't even living with you. Exactly. Most definitely. All right. So topic change, and we're gonna switch lanes. We switching over to baby mamas. Don't get lost. We don't want you to get lost in the sauce. (laughs) We really don't, because we got a lot of sauce over here. We three saucy ladies. We need. We need you to keep up. Okay. So topic is baby mamas that call they baby daddies deadbeats, but they're the reason. The man can't see the child. I just don't understand how you can call someone a deadbeat and not even give them an opportunity to fill that void of being what you consider a deadbeat father. Personally, what I consider a deadbeat father is someone who's not in the child's life. Doesn't want to be. be. Doesn't want to be. Doesn't even attempt it. Doesn't be in a mama's life, you know. Doesn't doesn't want nothing to do with Has any of no the situation. Contact. But was told, because we got to make sure to put that in there. Yeah. But was told, I am pregnant with your child. And not just that. Was told by the mother. That's why I'm I said gonna I. You, <laughs> I'm going to give you an opportunity to be a part of your child's life. Yeah. And still doesn't make that opportunity very, you know, open and possible. And I don't think the mother of people's children that deprive their children of their father really understand what kind of damage it does. Because I don't know. I've never I didn't grow up in in an environment where I didn't have my father and I wasn't hearing anything about my father. You know what I mean? You did or didn't? I did not grow up in an environment where I did not hear anything about my father. And what I did hear was misinformation from my mother being angry at my father for not wanting to be with my mother because my mother was not doing what she needed to do, you know, to keep the relationship. And she was saying stuff out of spite. Yes, she was being very spiteful towards my father and talking down on his name around his children. So I don't know what that type of household is like. I have witnessed that type of household. I I don't personally um, empathize, or I'm sorry, sympathize with that but what I can tell you is is that I do know what it's like to not have a father in the picture and see me and Brittany we both grew up with a father (laughs) 
who knew about us, who visited us once in a blue moon, and who, even though we've both tried to keep in contact with him, he refuses to reciprocate anything. But he wants to be called dad. He wants you to say, I love you. And for me, it was... My dad wanted to be there, just like my significant other wants to be there for his daughter. And my mother was making that relatively impossible. I know I've heard one of my cousins, his baby's mother refuses to let him see the kid if he's not paying any money. So if he doesn't happen to have a job because something happened, he's not allowed to see his kid. Which is ridiculous. It's absurd if he's, and it's depriving the child. If it's not about the money, she's not letting him see his kid. Which is terrible because this is a little boy growing boys up need their father. Without, without dad. Boys need their father. Let me say that again. Young men, young boys need their their father not a father figure and if you cannot get a father a father figure will do but boys if they have a chance and they have the opportunity they need their father and I truly believe full-heartedly that any child needs yeah. their father point blank period because the father is not just there to show boys what they're supposed to do you you're they the man is there on dates to show them what a true man is supposed to be like a, a father is supposed to show their daughter how she is supposed to be treated exactly when she gets to the age of dating he's supposed to show her how a uh, um, love works or how a relationship supposed to work in between mom and dad or dad and significant other stepmom whatever and the positives and the negatives and of love because love can do good things and love can do bad things <laughs> and you need to know when oh, yeah. the signs are there and you need to read the omens and you need to follow them and you need to act accordingly yeah and and of course men and their sons men need to be in their son's lives because of the simple fact that a he's got to show that child how he's supposed to treat his mom how he's supposed to treat his girlfriend how he's supposed to treat his wife his his kids you know there's so much and that a dad shows conduct himself as a a citizen of society and a gentleman if you will, with um, some common courtesy. Right. You don't have to be frivolous to everyone, but frivolous, you know, it, it's... It's necessary in certain situ situations. Is. It really is. And it and I don't know if it's frivolousy, but being, I'm just going to say, being frivolous can get you so much further than just doing the regular, you know? Mm -hmm. And going that extra mile really does... It, it whether it be makes get a, you a job whether it be get you the lady it whether mm -hmm. it be get you the contract or whatever it may be it gets you further in life it does it really does in some situations and then not only that the moral compass you mm -hmm. have to have a very strong moral compass in the world like this and some thick skin if, if nobody else does it a dad will do it and of course you know there are mothers out there that can do it or that have done it i get that if you have no choice that's one thing but if you're forcing a decision on your child in the long run it's not a good thing what do you mean by forcing a decision on your child when i say forcing a decision on your child i mean 
taking the decision of whether or not mom or dad is to be in the picture or not. When you're forcing that on your kid because of money, because you don't want personally want anything to do with the dad or what have you. Because sooner or later, this child's going to find out who dad is. Exactly. And is going to want to be around him. And it's better for you to show that child in the beginning, this is your dad, good, bad, ugly. Exactly. This is him. And not let make your else decision. And I and I want to go back to my experience with my own father. My godmother actually was the one that told me I had to have been eighth grade, ninth grade. Um, your father has been trying to reach out to you. And I was very nasty. I was like, I don't want to hear anything from him. He didn't want to see me, this, that, and the other. And that was what my mother had told me. But my godmother was like, no, honey, that's not, that's not accurate. I have a whole basket of people that can tell you that your father fought to see you. Your father wanted to be a part of your life. Your mother made it hard for him and made it, like I said earlier, relatively impossible. So that's what I say that to say this whenever someone is being nasty or disgusting toward the other parent you don't have to do anything you don't have to be nasty Mm -hmm. you don't have to be nasty either which is nice nasty which is basically being passive aggressive right you don't have to do that Mm -hmm. all you have to do is let the colors show themselves to the child exactly you don't have to let the child make its own decision exactly on whether or not you know mom dad grandma grandpa or dad and you continue to do that throughout their teenage years and up into their adulthood they will see that and they will pull themselves away and just like i did exactly and just like i did um witness my mom talking smack on my father you know and then grow up and then and now I go around my dad or to my dad's house I can go over to my dad's house and wash clothes I'll go over there for barbecues I'll go over there and raid his refrigerator get a beer or two and whenever I go over there he will never ever 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 talk down on my mother ever in his life he says yo mama did me wrong and she was doing things she didn't have no business especially while she was pregnant with her kids but I will never talk down on your mother around you ever in your presence not even while you're in my house because it's really not right it's, it's not and it's not it's not like, even necessarily that what are you going to get is, from it it is sometimes right. it is that of course person. it's disrespectful to talk down on somebody to their kid that's not the thing though it's that's not, not money the main in your bank account. thing yeah. it's not helping it's, you it's not going to help your case it's just going to make you look even worse exactly you know it's not going to pay you it's eventually the kid will start hating the one who gave fed them all the lies let's not say hate because hate is a very strong word it will make you move away distance yourself yes it will make you distance Distance. yourself from the parent that talks about the other yeah also like with some baby mamas they will have a relationship and be perfectly fine with the father and saying everything's good and everything and then once they get single they want to take out all their stress and everything out on the father and call them a deadbeat even though that they're actually not yeah that's a personal thing i don't think and i as long as me personally baby mom i do that. as long as it there has been and i'm pretty sure there is now there has been cases where a situation like that happens and it does affect the child but as long as it doesn't affect the child i don't 
feel as though it should be a huge issue. You're right. You know, that is something that two adults have to work out. Right. But if it's all being said to the dad or to the mom in front of the child, that's when it becomes a problem. Because the main thing is we, as mothers, as fathers, we are adults. We know how to handle ourselves. But these kids don't understand the language that we use. Mm -hmm. They don't comprehend what's good, what's bad, what's this, what's that. You know, they don't understand why is mommy all of a sudden mad at dad? Why is she yelling at him? They don't understand that it's because mommy's stressed out and can't get things under control or daddy's yelling at mommy because dad can't figure out what he wants to do with himself or figure out his feelings or, you know, whatever the case may be. But us as adults, we are supposed to figure that out. We're not supposed to involve our kids in our figuring things out. And too many people do it. Because I've had my grandmother raised me and my sister, okay? And she took all her frustrations out on us. When she was stressed out, you knew because she came barreling through the door and she had something to yell about. Even if it was the slightest thing, she saw a speck of dust. It wigged her out. Don't get me wrong, I loved my grandmother to death and I would love to have her back with me. But, you know, as a child, I didn't understand. Now as an adult, I look back at it and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know... I get where she was coming from. It doesn't make it right, but I do get where she was coming from and why she did it. It's also led to a lot of trauma in between me and my sister. But we're adults now and we're still working on it. That's all we can do. I also want to cover a topic that um, is about the difference in between going overboard with punishment and it turning into abuse and a regular punishment because a lot of people that have been abused don't want to punish their kids i mean don't get me wrong i've been abused but trust and believe if i've got to hurt somebody's feelings with a tap on a hand you guaranteed i'm gonna make that baby scream like i just beat her with a tap on a hand because i've done it in my babysitting years when i was younger that's what i used to do i held on out on something like that and then I'd cut my hand cup my hand and make it sound really loud but it hurt the kids feelings more than it actually physically hurt the child and I understand personally the difference in between a whooping and going overboard to abuse but some people don't and that is something that they will have to take up in their own right you know that's something a lot of adults have to figure it out you're gonna have to deal with the consequences Mm -hmm. because that is if you continue to do that it will be noticed afraid to do it it will be noticed if you are abusing a child because that i i just feel as though that's something that doesn't fly but not disciplining your child at all or giving them small disciplines that aren't working. There comes a point where you're like, okay, this isn't working, this isn't working, this isn't working. Maybe it's time to bring down the hammer. Exactly. Maybe it's time to give them a little a little spank. And too many kids in this generation, you know, in some of these generations, have went through stuff like that. And they don't see their parents. They don't care for them. 
They they don't um, bother to have any kind of respect for their parents, you know. And that, at that point, I'm pretty sure, I don't quote me on this, but I think it was Dr. Phil who said something to the effect of treat children as adults just don't put them in adult situations yeah. because as an adult if you commit a crime or you're late to work or you know you're there are consequences stuff, there are consequences and there is and discipline and children to, need to, to know there are consequences yourself. for every action yes whether positive or negative not just bad consequences yeah. but there has you have to instill that while they're young because otherwise they feel they entitled exactly or you know they it could go the other way and they feel like they're absolutely nothing and then you end up with too many kids you know you get either you get the kids that feel like everything should be handed to them on a, on a silver plate you either get the and high they, super they, high self-esteem yeah, or no. the super low self-esteem but Not there's hardly ever anything right right yeah. there in the middle if you don't discipline your child right or teach them the consequences yes because i i agree because either you have someone who is very humble and takes what they can get and works very hard or you mm-hmm. have someone who wants everything handed to them and i have to agree um i wanted to talk about if we're ready to we're ready to the switch. minor topic that's fine we're still talking about baby mothers yeah but we managed want, to get a little off track anyways <laughs> so I you just bring us back sense. around <laughs> i want somebody to make it make sense to me how a baby's mom or i should say how um the baby mother can get into a relationship introduce their child to the new partner without saying anything to the baby's father but once the baby's father does it it is a whole different situation and the, and the thing about it is is a lot of women who get into a relationship with a man are very, very, very much wary. And I don't want to say scared because scared ain't it. Are very much wary of filling a position or trying to fill a position that they didn't put an application in for. We are not trying to be that baby's mother. That's not what... I will be the stepmother. The I, one who's there when you are not. I'm not here to not be the full-time that. mom. We follow your rules until you give me my space to make my own. Exactly. Until I prove myself. Trust and believe. I want my own. (laughs) I do not want your child. I love your child. I will go over the moon for your child. I love your child because I love your child's father and I love everything that is attached to that man. Mm -hmm. But I do not want to become her mother. Her mother. I do not want that. I mean, not necessarily that I don't want that responsibility, but I don't want you to feel insignificant. Yeah, because you're always because I wouldn't want her. Exactly, because I wouldn't want anyone to do that to me if I ever had a child. And I want you to know that you will not replace me, and I don't care who you are. If you are with my baby, daddy, baby, whoever, but you will not replace will know me. That I'm her mother, but I will not deprive my child of their parents, right? Because they are with someone else. And I don't know if that's just me and being I the feel, bigger person and having a, a bigger heart. I feel the same way. I feel if you're running men and women, you know. Because some of these babies' mothers do They'll go back and forth. So if you run in, in and out, if you run in men and women, you know, through this child's life, oh yeah, that's your daddy, that's She's your daddy, that's daddy, your daddy, that's too. your daddy, that's your daddy. There's absolutely no point in you not actually letting her know 
her dad or his dad because you're putting all these people in a position that they're not applying for Mm -hmm. you are putting all these men in a position they're not applying for and once they get comfortable with that role and you get upset or you decide uh things ain't working out now this child's like okay so what happened to dad exactly and or it's even worse whenever the father of the child has no knowledge of mm-hmm. this and whenever the father of the child is introduced to it and was never you know and then they react accordingly right. but no one wants them to act accordingly yeah cuz if not right. if the if the tables were flipped and you acted accordingly just like i did you would be flipping over tables and punching holes in walls and be mad and right. wanting to you take everybody fit. from your daughter or your son <clears throat> it right. also influences the kid too he or she would see that and exactly. then think that that's the appropriate thing to do in life exactly whenever something happens that you don't like and something that you they can't need control they to see a stable relationship so if you're not 100 whether it's sure that it's going to be stable you don't need to introduce them to whether it's mom's side of things or or dad's dad's side of things somebody's got to have a stable relationship somewhere you don't you don't have to just don't introduce your children to someone you are not serious about being with and someone who you wouldn't feel comfortable the relationship either don't do don't have someone you would not let your child's father meet or do not do what you wouldn't want the other parent to do well i mean there are sometimes some people some women who fall hard there are some men who fall hard you know yeah that's they fall i'm in love i'm in love i'm in love and then things don't work out yes but before but if that's everybody you you, if that's everybody you come across then what do you do you have to wait a certain period of time before introducing you're sure right you that there's that i didn't meet my significant other's child until she asked her mom to see me on video chat she's like mom i want to talk to Brittany. she's like well go ahead and i got in the camera I didn't meet her in full person until I think six months after me and her father had been together. That's fine. And the mother knew. The mother had already saw me and talked to me and everything. Mm -hmm. And I told her, look, I'm not trying to replace you at all. But I will take care of your child like she is my own if she is in my presence. Yes. And trust and believe if I say I'm going to take care of your child like she is my own, you won't. She's going to follow the rules. He, she, it, they, gonna follow the rules. There's gonna be consequences. And you can't get mad at me for putting my foot down. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. You know, the step-parent. In that, in that. The step-parents have a lot of pressure on them. There's you can't do wrong, anything wrong. At all. Or else you're, there's a fear someone's gonna take the child away. Right. Or something's gonna get happen that your significant other might be mad at you for. Right. But there's a sweet spot, I feel, between the professing love for one another and professing wanting to be with one another for an extended period amount of time or whatever. Um, where, and a lot of people don't do this, where you should consider letting your child's parent meet who you have just fallen in love with, male or female, indifferent. You both have a child. You both respect your child, and in turn, you have to respect 
who gave their other, you know, other 23 chromosomes. <laughs> you know, yeah. you gave 23 chromosomes out of you, and they gave 23 chromosomes out of them before you let anybody beat my 23. <laughs> you yeah. don't let me know. Right. There has to be a window where you profess your love and then you introduce your child to your new love where there is conversations not only with the significant other's parent um the significant other there has to be a point where you take a step back and say okay I love this person I want to be with this person um I want them to meet my child and I do not want the headache of introducing my child to this person and then hearing what the baby's father or the baby's mother has to say about them. I want to hear that beforehand and then not get chewed out for introducing them to my child and they're not comfortable with them. Right. And also, if the if the father or the mother knows the new significant other... Beforehand? Or? Beforehand, yes. Okay. Because there, there, there are situations uh, where people have grown up together and they've seen uh, the other people beforehand... Um, in different situations, or the baby mom has been with that person before, or the baby dad has been with that person before, like, sometimes there's already hatred there from the parent, the mother or the father, in uh, the situation, and so sometimes the father might not be comfortable, or the mother might not be comfortable with the baby meeting that new significant other because you have already been with that person before what makes you think it's gonna work out this time like so you're talking about going back to other significant others you've already introduced no or if they haven't even been introduced like it's more about the because some parents aren't comfortable with their children meeting someone that they don't like mm -hmm. in any situation relationship friendship wise any of that so what you're saying is is what what I'm basically the person that okay so let's say the baby's mom wanted to get with a man that she had already been with or even friend wise like you gotta let the person are you just talking about in general yeah like someone that you someone that either one of the parents have dealt with in the past yes let them know you know yeah like if if the child is being around that person. Like, you need to make sure that the other co-parent knows about the situation because they might have bad feelings about that person and not want their child around. Or have uh, information that you didn't know about. So it's not only relationships, but it's also friendships as well. Friendships, acquaintances. I mean, there's there's a lot you can learn about a person just by sitting and watching. That's for sure. Uh, next up, we're going to go ahead and talk about self-care. and The what different forms and fashions and who does and who doesn't dabble in makeup and who cares about their physical appearance. Right. Because, I mean, I know for me personally, when it comes down to self-care, it's just pretty much playing a game on my phone for a minute and not having my mind racing 100 miles an hour and thinking about, like, 25 different things all at once and making sure that I'm showered and and just relaxed enough Um, yeah I mean you do need that time to yourself for me it's a little different I am very um outgoing I'm a people person I love to talk 
other people's heads off. I love to talk my own head off. I love um, public interaction. But as a lot of people do, we have a social um, limit. And I had to find mine. And I had to be sure that um, for my own personal mental health that I um, allow certain people into my space whenever I'm ready. And I don't let them overstay their welcome. And I had to make sure that I put my foot down so I can have my own mental rehabilitation within myself. So that was a learning process. There was a little bit of learning curve, you know. So that was something that I had to learn. It took me a while, but I it, it was very worth learning. Yeah, I know. For me, I, I've got a very low social battery for the most part. Um, I end up getting anxious after a while, uncomfortable, and then I'm just, I'm over the whole situation, and then I won't go out for, I don't know, weeks at a time. Bernie, what about you? How do you self-care? Personally, I like to take a bath, have a bath bomb, just relax. Um, I personally have a medical marijuana card, so I'll light up, or I'll just take some time to myself, watch some movies, just basically be by myself, and that's it. And chill. Yeah, chill and... Yeah. What was you... What were you ladies' first um, introduction to makeup and fingernail polish and basically just altering your physical appearance to feel more confident not saying that you weren't in the first place but just to feel more confident and up the ante on your feel-good scale well the first thing in that category I had was acrylic nails I believe I was 10 that made me feel nice my mother had gotten it done gotten my nails done um on my 10th birthday and from there, I mean, I saw my mother wear makeup, I saw my grandmother wear makeup, but I didn't dabble in makeup until after I was in high school. Were you allowed to before then? Uh, With my grandmother, no, but my mother, she was more open and let us go ahead and try out makeup, and then, I mean, even to this day, I don't wear makeup unless she does it. Or me. (laughs) (laughs) Or somebody else does it. (laughs) We have because a graduation, you know, yeah, something I, light, something I remember slight. that. <laughs> yeah, I really don't do my own makeup because I don't, I don't know, I don't care for it. But if somebody else does it, then I feel like I feel like a little bit of a Barbie doll, you know? Yeah, and see, I felt the same way about makeup for years. I mean, years. You know how there's some ladies that in this day and age, only get their lashes and their eyebrows done, and some of them don't even wear makeup. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You can do that. But I I didn't do any of it. I didn't. Um, it didn't interest me until the beauty industry started booming, and I watched a lot of YouTube tutorials over makeup and things of that nature. And I watched YouTube tutorials for, like, I want to say about five years before I even touched makeup and now I just was at Walmart yesterday and I was treating myself to a few things I spent almost I probably I bought him one thing for like five bucks 
my significant other, and then I got everything else for myself. I picked up some makeup. I was looking for some fingernail polish. I got some masks and some, um, what are they called? Foot masks and foot, they're called gel booties that you put your feet in and you put moisturizer on your feet and then you put them on so that it can absorb. I have been into this self thing here lately so much more than I thought I would. And also I'm looking for a place for here lately I have been looking into finding a full body massage. Here lately I have been looking into finding a massage parlor that does full body massage. I'm talking buck naked body massages. Because here lately I have been way more into the self-care of it all. Uh, dealing with um, personal care. Dealing with personal care um, so I can not only feel better um, and carry myself better because I am a server and I work 12-hour shifts with no break, no food. It's tiring. I come home and I still have a lot of things that I need to do, run around, get groceries and all that other good stuff. So that is a woman's work is never done. Ever. Ever. And thankfully enough, here lately... He has been at the house, excuse me, my boyfriend has been at the house helping out a lot since he's been at home, so. And that's always nice to have. Yes. A lot of men don't realize that even the slightest thing that you do, whether it's folding the laundry after we've forgotten about it or putting it up when we're getting ready to switch loads or doing the dishes, you know, any little thing really really help when it comes to keeping up with everything at the house I mean even if you know I'm a stay-at-home woman stay-at-home wife stay-at-home mother whatever the case may be you know I do still need help because I can't handle my mental a child and the house all at once and cook for you and clean cook clean take care of you take care of me something's about to get neglected somewhere <laughs> whether it's me you the house the child something we just can't do it anymore and it shouldn't be done like that you know it really takes two and a lot of people don't believe that it takes two you and a lot of people that i've spoken to don't realize whenever i say it takes two I don't mean, I don't mean you have to be sexually intimate with the person. Mm -hmm. Just have a roommate. And I know it's kind of hard to find people to trust out here. Me and my significant other have been burned. Um, and it's not easy. You're going to find that one person that you feel like you can live with for the rest of your life. Whether it be a friend or a significant other. And if you don't, that's Family fine member. too. It doesn't matter. You know, it just takes two. Two or something. I mean, there are a lot of people who live together who really don't get along living together. But, you know, that's every situation is different. Mm -hmm. So you stay on your side of the house, I stay on mine type of deal. Right. And I understand that, and that's fine. If that works for you and you guys pay the bills and you guys can... Um, coincide whenever it's time to pay the bills and get that done and then go each other you know go your separate ways and that's that's what you do yeah i don't really have much to say on that topic 
She not focused over here. That's no, what's I going on. She over here texting on the podcast. I'm going to call her out right now. I yes. know exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Self-care and living with their partners or just someone living with you. Like you got to get along with people. I understand that. I've had a roommate before. I don't like roommates. I like living with my significant other and that's it. I mean, I, I'm just so thanks for calling me out, but I was paying attention. <laughs> so your call out was misplaced. <laughs> I don't think it was. It was. (laughs) Okay. So, um, you don't want to talk. You ain't barely talked in this segment. That's because I haven't, and I'm going to admit this, I haven't really been too big on self-care because I've been focused on other things. Um, What I want to do for self-care is mainly what you're doing, like getting pampered. I had my first pedicure last weekend. See? It felt amazing. Like, I I want to get pampered. I just never have before, and so I I don't know how to talk about it because I've never actually gotten to do it. Three different point of views. You don't have the time. You do. You don't want to, and she does. And I do. I have the time, and I do it. It's more or less of that I don't have the money than the time because I'm a stay-at-home person, too. I take care of my significant other's kid while he's at work or we hang out together. So that's like I stay home. That's still something to say. That's still self-care. Yeah. I mean, I don't really take care of myself. Yeah, it's lack of self-care. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, I mean... But sometimes I'll be so say, tired that I don't even hey, want to take a shower. Right now, I don't even have, have an occupation. I want to do these things for myself. But I can't. But I can't. I would like to do this and that and the other. What Dorian was saying, I'd like to, you know, do that for myself. Just the other day, I went and got my toes and my nails done. Somebody else treated it me. felt amazing. Exactly. Somebody I'm going to tell you from personal experience. The less self-care you have, even if it is just a moment on your phone playing a game or taking a shower, you know, whatever the case may be, any bit of self-care will help keep you from being burnt out on other other people's stuff. And helping other people and getting other people in With, line. And- right. Whether it's helping somebody else out, whether it's um, taking care of somebody else, whether it's taking care of the house, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, even the slightest bit of self-care will save your sanity. Yeah, I just, I, ever since, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it because it's very traumatizing. Ever since quarantine was um, started, I have been looking into more ways to do things at home myself, just like any other woman who really loves to take care of herself would um, dyeing your hair at home, um, which I haven't done in six months. Don't look at me. <laughs> Doing your own nails. Her hair still looks good. It does. <laughs> my hair looks like there's roots everywhere. I haven't dyed my hair in over a year. You know what? That's a look. With this, with the right color, with the right dye color at the end, that's a look. Yeah, it I is. haven't dyed my hair in over a year. But yes, 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 yes. I have been. It, it's challenging to find the right things for what you want what you wanted to do and stick with it and not having it be so much that you're like okay so do I want to eat or do I want to feel good yeah because this food may not make me feel good but uh, I know for a fact this will uh-huh 
and that's that's what I had to I had to space everything out. I had to space everything out. Like I get my nails done on Monday. I'll do another treatment for myself on Tuesday for my hair, and then I will um, do something else another day. It just you gotta spread it out because that's one thing that I learned about myself. I'm not good at that because I will my day will overrun into the next day very 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 quick. Yeah. I feel that I I can't even find the time to put away clothes. Like I still have laundry that is clean from three weeks ago that's still in laundry basket. And yeah, see I I've been on maternity leave for a little bit. I just had a child and really I've been choosing uh you know, whether or not to do the laundry or take that time for myself when she decides she's gonna randomly take a nap. Or be chill enough for me to leave her alone without feeding her, changing her, what have you. But it's it's not too awfully bad. I just have stuff that still needs to be done. It's just there's so much to do when that's what you're doing, you know? I do. I do indeed. It's nice that my mother comes over periodically and... and gives me a little bit of a break here and there. I mean, it's it's definitely something I've got to get used to. How long does she usually stay over here? Maybe an hour or so. Any other topics we want to cover, ladies? Um, well, I mean, you didn't have any input except for one. Do you have anything else in that beautiful brain of yours? Brittany's shaking her head, just so <laughs> everybody knows. <laughs> I mean, I've covered what I have opinions on. Oh, yes. I do know one thing that I wanted to talk about. What's that eternity leave pay? And how long it is? It's ridiculously short. Yeah. And the pay is non-existent for most and almost non-existent for those who get it. Right. I mean, as for someone who experienced it, I don't know how angered you were by that, but... I was definitely irritated that my husband, who works for a liquor warehouse, got six weeks of fully paid paternity leave, and yet the one that had the child working for the school district got 12 weeks of unpaid leave, and after the first six weeks, because she's got unpaid leave, she can't pay her health insurance. And loses it. It's ridiculous. I think they should do something different on that one. That's an American thing, to be honest with you. That is like, only America. Like I, like, I know that this is a woman's podcast, but, like, I'm going to just throw this out there. Like, to be honest, like, that's literally only an American thing. Like, if you go to, like, European countries, like, legit, you can be a father and have, like, literally... Like, I want to say that they give you, like, 12 weeks of paternity leave paid. And on top of that, like, you get the benefits of being paid while being out. And you also get, like, all of your medical expenses paid for by the company. That's that's the thing between America and, you know, other other countries. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me, sir, but this is the um, females only. I don't know what you think you're doing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had to throw it out there. Cause, like, I didn't know if y'all knew that or not, though. Yeah. This guy. And you know what's so crazy about that is in certain countries, don't don't ask me which ones. I don't know. But there are certain countries where you can take 
maternity and paternity leave, they both get the same amount of time, and I think it's a year or upwards of a year. There are some countries that, because of sexism and the whole women should be at home with the babies and everything, they actually make it mandatory for the man to take the same amount of leave as the woman. That way, companies don't hire more males over females just because of it. Yeah. And I think it's just, it, it's pretty fucked up that here in where we're at, Andre, Oklahoma. Well, I didn't know if they knew where we were out of or not. So, uh, but like Andre, he, he, doesn't have any specific purpose as soon as the baby is born because the baby needs breast milk and needs the mother a lot more than they need the father but the father gets the paternity leave and the mother didn't like that's that's some messed up and it's in all honesty I feel like the man should be at home anyways because of the simple fact that that mother needs help with that child Yes, in the beginning anyways. But what I'm trying to say is the baby that he gets to pay, but you don't when you were the main person that needed to take care of the baby anyways. I actually looked it up. In Oklahoma, it is required for them to give up to 12 weeks of maternity. Uh, FMLA, Family Medical Leave of Absence, to women, and it's not in the law for them to be paid or keep insurance or benefits or anything like that, and And it's ridiculous. That's some bullshit because the mother just had a baby, and now she's losing her insurance to where she can't get checks up checkups and stuff like that when she needs them the most and then how are you supposed to get your child on your insurance if they cancel it exactly and won't bring it back on until the next year it's ridiculous making us try to support off of the government oh you know what that is messed up that is really messed up because you cannot get insurance again until open enrollment yeah Uh, through at least through work yeah and then force them I mean, of course. to do sooner care. Your daughter can do sooner care. I mean, you could pay for it, but... But they complain that everyone's using the U.S. government's money for child stuff like that when they cancel your stuff anyways. Like, that's not right. They're making you basically use the government's money when you had your insurance in the first place. No. They're basically condemning you in the first place. I mean... Uh, I forgot. Never mind. Sorry. Hold up. I mean, technically, because it's a a life change, I could get on another program, but it wouldn't be through work. So then what's the point? And then this whole, uh, gotta have so many hours a week at such and such amount that's under $15 an hour... In order to support yourself, your significant other, and your child, it's ridiculous. They make it they make it so difficult for anyone to actually enjoy themselves. You're either overworked, overtired, uh well, we're all overweight for the most part mm-hmm. because of the simple fact that everything's gotta be quick and easy unless you stay at home all of the time and then you can't afford the good stuff anyways 
Because, well, you're at home. You're not working. It's ridiculous. It's it's a catch-22. You can't live. You just... You're surviving. It's, it's getting... You do. you damned if you don't. It, it's gotten to where, for me personally, that's all... I'm, I'm not even surviving. I'm existing in this world that doesn't want anything to do with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the way it is for most people. This world does not want anything to do with a lot of people. Unless you're You know, high everything's class. not easy for so many people and it's nowhere near i mean it's not like it's okay and i'm not saying everything should be handed to you but it shouldn't be this doggone difficult for a parent or for anybody to be getting things taken care of like i don't feel comfortable with leaving my child with too many people and i really don't feel like I'm ready to leave her with anybody until she's like six months old. Or even a year. But all I get is three months of FMLA. It's it's sick. It really is. It's like torture. Then if you don't go back, you lose your job. You uh, lose everything you've worked for. You don't get paid. I mean, it's either you spend your time with your child... Your significant other, yourself, or working constantly. And there's no middle ground. I mean, I have a two-income household. And not just that. Whenever you go back to work, not only do you have to make enough money to add your daughter to your insurance in order to make sure that she has a babysitter. Because let's just face it, not everyone has a babysitter. Mm-hmm. You know, that they can, or a family member that they can just call and be like, hey, can you come over here and just watch her for me because I need this, that, and the other, and, like, I can pay you whenever I can, you know, because things, it, it you which gotta, again, you basically got to work harder, make more money, and work possibly longer hours in order to just make it by. Unless you go back to the whole having government assistance again. Exactly. Because they'll assist with paying for a babysitter, you know, for a family member to babysit, but then you're back on that, and you don't get to see your child because you're still trying to make sure ends meet. It's ridiculous. Like I said, I I live in a two-income household. Yeah, sure, I can get by with just my husband working, but it's not enough for every single thing we're going to need now that we've got a baby. Now that we've got a child, we both need to be working. And not at no $9 an hour or anything like that. Like, I need I need quite a bit of money to be able to work part-time to take care of my kid and be able to actually be able to see my kid. It, it's... You it, need to have everything that you guys need and everything that you guys want. Like, you guys aren't living above your guys' means, but you guys deserve to treat yourself and treat your daughter and get her what she might need or ever want. Because, no, you guys aren't going to spoil your child, but you're not going to... She's going to have whatever she she wants because that's how you take care of a child. So you guys need that money. And, I mean... This world isn't all that well. Or at least America isn't all that well. They and say don't, it's the land of the, of the free, but we don't feel that free. And, 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 and don't judge me for saying that and say, well, you can go ahead and just move because guess what, honey? That takes money too. And way more money than I have 
just staying where I am. Everything in life costs money. If you want to be entertained, if you want to live, you have to have a roof over your head, you have to have food in your refrigerator, you have to have clothes on your back. It all costs money. Everything costs money. The only thing that don't cost no money is being real, keeping it a hundred, and breathing air. <laughs> I don't know about that, cause they charge you for all sorts of stuff on your taxes. Yeah, you get taxes for the money that you earn, and then you get taxes tax for the money you spend. You spend, and then you get more taxes at like they just tax too you much. Tax money, yeah. Like you just you get, get taxed, taxed everywhere. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's Maybe sad. I'm just not living in the right mind frame or something. If somebody wants to explain that to me, you're more than welcome to uh, just uh, message Andre and tell him uh, y'all need to talk to me. He'll point you in the right direction. It's all good. <laughs> and this is why so many people go so many years without filing or paying taxes. Because they don't want to deal with it. They feel as though they're already paying taxes every single day whenever they go get gas, whenever they go buy groceries. Last year was the first they year I uh, did my taxes. Clothes. So. I mean, shoot. Um, the last time me and my husband went on a vacation, his mother paid for it. And that was in 2015. Honey, it's 2021. Six years. And I ain't had no vacation since. I haven't had a vacation I've at all. never had a vacation. <laughs> I mean, America makes it so difficult for everybody, really. And yet they all think they're high tier. Oh, we're the best in the world. We are. Woohoo. Yay. Yes. <laughs> no, honey. Other countries have it better. Oh, well, they have A, B, C, D, E, F, G that uh, we don't want to work for. We don't want to pay for. We don't want to do this. Dude, really? And you think that you're the best. And you're in debt? Ugh. Mm-hmm. Boy, I just, I I just don't get it. All of the school debt, the school loans nationally. No, let's not loans. even get into that. That's a whole other podcast, a whole other conversation. Yeah, we really need to stop talking about America because America is <laughs> something else. America ain't shit, ain't gonna be shit, and never was shit. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, you won't see us, but. You'll see Andre. <laughs> for the Talk to Andre schedule. for the next podga- podcast. Normal scheduling. <laughs> Enjoy your day, and I hope you've enjoyed our ladies' talk about random things. Um, stuff that we're passionate about, stuff that yeah. crosses our mind often. That we feel like we should share with the world. I hope you guys have enjoyed. We'll talk to you in some other time. If there's any topics you guys want to request, you're welcome to. Just message Andre. Enjoy.